News Talk 580 CFRA presents the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchaferro. And yeah, we are right back at it here at 707 on your Tuesday evening and ready to go. Employment law is what we talk about. You want to call through, uh, do so 613-521-TALK. The phones are open and ready for you. You have comments or questions, just something about your job or employment in general. You've always wondered, maybe calling for a friend or a pal, a family member. No problem. Bring it on. We're here. Alex is here to answer your questions. Over the next uh, 50 minutes or so, again, 613-521-TALK. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll talk about the Pocket Employment. That's a uh, website you can go to right now, as a matter of fact, and check it out before we even chat about it, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We will get to this tonight, and that is being let go from your job without even realizing it. We'll tell you if that's happened, and we'll talk about those talking points here in just a bit. But first, as always, we get warmed up nicely with the week that was. What's going on in your end, Alex? Hey, Johnny. Thanks very much. Great to be here. Great to be back uh, live on the air in Ottawa talking employment law, workplace rights, anything to do with with the employment world, with your Mm -hmm. workplace, harassment in the workplace, disability leave, severance, you name it. We're here to talk about it, and we're here to take calls. So for all of our listeners out there, feel free to call in. No shy, Don't be shy. No silly questions. No bad questions. If you're dealing with an issue at work, if you have a question about how you're, treating, you're being treated at work as an employee, or if you're an employer, if you're a business owner, if you're dealing with a situation with one of your employees, feel free to call in as well. Uh, happy to assist in any way we can. Uh, whether on the employee or the employer side. It's been a busy couple of weeks, John. I mean, there's so much in the news that's employment law related, coronavirus stuff, the teachers' strikes, all of that kind of stuff uh, uh, going on. And I want to touch on a couple of those points in the week that was, but to get us started here and to get us warmed up and and, uh, related to the topics that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, John, I want to tell you about a actually a gentleman I spoke with just earlier today. So, you know, as employment lawyers, John, we're we're on the radio Tuesday evenings and, and on the weekends. And in mm-hmm. Toronto, we've got other shows as well, TV shows. We we are uh, kind of reaching out to the public as much as we can. But listen, during the day, we're, we're regular, ordinary employment lawyers that speak to people, resolve workplace problems, and uh, and help people really as best we can. And so I spoke to a gentleman today, John, in a really, really tough position, very nice older, uh, older man uh, in his mid-60s. He had been with a company for uh, just a, just over five years, and uh, his situation has just kind of deteriorated at work to the point that he reached out to me. He, he was so uh, finding a situation so difficult that he felt no choice but to reach out to an employment lawyer, and that was kind of uh, correct move number one. You need to right. seek help in a situation like that. You can't do it on your own, and there's no point waiting. There's no point... Uh, waiting a month or waiting a year to try and resolve a workplace situation. You need to address these situations in the moment and right now. And so he took that first step and reached out. And what he told me was this. Um, He's been working steadily for the past five years. Over the course of the last couple of months, uh, he's he's realized that slowly but surely uh, the company was hiring new employees and slowly, week by week, taking away his work. Uh, so and this was very very gradual and, and almost at the beginning unnoticed. But you know, over the course of three months or so, he went right. from working extra hours and overtime and you know something like ten hours a day, five days a week, being paid considerable amounts in overtime. He was making with that overtime about eighty grand a year. 
John, so a pretty decent income. And over the course of three months, uh, his income was reduced significantly because the amount of work that he was receiving from his boss was reduced correspondingly. And so he came to me and and it got to the point where he was basically – a part-time employee. He was being wow. kind of called in here and there. Some days he'd be sent home. Other days uh, he'd be uh, asked to leave work early uh, because there wasn't enough work. And so he reached out and he said, you know, my, my basically my pay is being cut in half. I'm paid by the hour. So if they're telling me to go home at three in the afternoon, that's sure. an extra two, three, four, maybe even five hours if you're doing overtime of work that I'm not receiving. And he wanted to know what he could do about the situation. And what I told him is this. I, I told him, well, uh, if those hours of employment, if that full hour, you know, full, let's say, 40-hour work week plus was a consistent term of your employment and you were working those hours year in, year out for the past five years, and now all of a sudden, even over the course of a couple of months, that's been effectively cut in half, that's what we call a constructive dismissal. The company has changed this employee's terms of employment so significantly by half, basically, half his pay – that he is going to be allowed to tell his employer, no, I'm not agreeing to this new status quo. I'm going to walk away from my employment and get severance based on my full pay. Um, Or alternatively, the company can put him back to his regular hours. So uh, this employee doesn't have to accept a change like that. That's a big change. And an employer needs an employee's consent in a situation like that to, uh, to allow that kind of change. And so this employee has a number of options. He was so relieved, John, at the information I gave him and the advice I gave him. He felt so much better after the call. And so we're going to be working with this individual to try and either remedy the situation or get the proper severance that that he's owed. And this is actually a pretty clear-cut situation, John, so I think that's going to happen relatively simply. Beautiful. It's uh, 613-521-TALK. This is number one to squeeze a call in here before our first break. Uh, Fred, thanks for uh, for calling through and hanging online for a minute or two. How are you tonight? Hi. How are you doing? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? Okay, my question is, um, if uh, a person worked for a company for over 30 years, uh, they, they offered no pension at any time, mm-hmm. and they wanted to leave, are they entitled to any severance? And when you say they wanted to leave, Fred, you mean they wanted to effectively resign their employment? Yes. Yeah, no, you're not owed severance if you're if you're resigning from your employment. Severance is reserved strictly for terminations of employment. Or alternatively, the situation I was just describing, which is constructive dismissals, meaning if if the employer has changed the terms of your employment in a significant way, and in response to that, the employee resigns, in a case like that, you're owed severance. But if it's just a regular uh, resignation, or alternatively, if you're retiring, you know, if an employee is retiring at the end of their career, no, there are no severance obligations in a situation like that. It's it's just a, a just a regular resignation. You're owed, you're owed pay up until your last day of work. You're owed your vacation pay uh, and any other components of your compensation up to that point, and that's pretty much it. Okay, so the 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 best thing to do is wait is wait and see if they're going to dismiss you. Is that the idea? There you go. You've uh, <laughs> exactly. you, you've analyzed that situation properly, Fred. No, it's it's exact. I mean, listen, if it's got to a point where you know your your ducks are in a row and you're looking forward to to that retirement, go ahead and 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 you know go for it. There, there you shouldn't be holding out at all costs for a severance package. But yes, you're absolutely right. You should be, you know, in a situation where maybe you think that the company might be letting people go and you might be one of those people, it is far, far better, financially speaking, to be let go and receive a severance package than to retire or resign. Thank you very much. Thank you, Fred. Appreciate uh, your call. More information needed, no problem. one 821 
5900 or simply employmentlawyer.ca is the website as well. Lots more of the Employment Law Show is on the way. Stand by. Here phone calls, 613-521-TALK, right here on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. And we are back indeed. Yeah, that number is active and open and ready for you. 613-521-TALK is the way to call through. Uh, You can also go to employmentlawyer.ca. That is a great place to go to catch past shows and links to our TV show as well. You want to send along an email, put a help at in front of that, becoming help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I want to remind you that any time... You want to get a hold of Alex and uh, some discussion you don't want to have uh, necessarily on air. It's going to take a little more time. That is completely possible as well. 1-855-821-5900 is the way to go. As we get to more of our topic for the evening, that is uh, being let go from your job without even realizing it. Some of these may come as a bit of a shocker, but uh, it is it is realistic. So we'll get to those here and just, uh, well, you know, we'll start on one. We'll line up some more calls. Uh, the first one off the top, Alex, is uh, you are out on a temporary layoff. How about that one? Yeah, a question we get uh, we get asked very commonly yep. and very often, uh, uh, John, temporary layoffs. And it's also uh, a time of year uh, uh, thing, you know, when it comes to uh, the end of, well, actually, situations, you know, around this time of year, we see a lot of technical, a lot of IT employees being laid right. off, a lot of contracts coming to an end, and obviously in the fall, uh, a season and closer into the winter, we we see a lot of construction employees and and uh, and kind of general laborers being laid off as well. And again, we get asked time and time again, you know, uh, is a company, is an employer allowed to lay off an employee? And the situation is actually relatively, actually, it's quite straightforward, John. the The starting point, the immediate answer to that question is no. An employer is not allowed to temporarily lay off an employee as a matter of law and as a matter of uh, fact that is not something that the employer has as a right as a tool in its tool belt. It can only do so. An employer can only lay off an employee if either that employee agrees to the layoff, so it takes the employee's consent in a situation like this, uh, or alternatively, if as an employer you've written those terms into an employment contract, uh, which is another form of agreement basically, but if as an employer you have a term in your contract of employment that you have your employees sign that says that you are allowed to temporarily lay off employees, well, then it becomes legal and then it becomes possible. Again, you need the consent of the employee. If you don't have that consent, if the the employee is allowed to say no, it's allowed to say, no, I don't want to be temporarily laid off. I don't want to sit at home, do nothing, collect no pay and have to what? Have to wait until you call me back to work. That leaves me in a limbo. That leaves an employee in a limbo that they don't want to be in. And so you're allowed to say, no, no thanks, employer. Either don't lay me off, either call me back to work right away or alternatively, pay me a proper severance package. Pay me severance Mm -hmm. based upon my age, my position and years of service. And pay me severance so that it could kind of hold me over until they can find a new job because I'm not going to accept this temporary layoff situation. So uh, a situation that, you know, lots and lots of employees, lots and lots of employers uh, get wrong. And again, it's a situation where you might have been terminated as an employee and you don't even know it because a temporary layoff is in effect a termination. Again, the number uh, 613-521-TALK if you want to uh, make a comment or ask a question as we sit here and chat about this topic and more. Um, Amanda, we'll get to Amanda's call now. Thank you for uh, for hanging on for a couple of minutes. Amanda, how are you tonight? I'm well. How are you? 
Great. What's uh, what's your concern? Okay, so actually, I'm calling for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter is a university student who works at a, uh, I guess it's like a bakery cafe type uh, type organization, and she's been there for a few months. Not 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 long at all, but uh, I guess the the woman who owns this cafe has opened a secondary location. And my daughter went over and basically set up the other location for her, and she'd been working for her for a while, but uh, she wasn't receiving tips. Where some people were receiving tips, and and it was kind of, kind of haphazard the way things were done. Um, so after this um, uh, period, she did not get paid for approximately a month. She had asked for her pay and didn't receive her pay. Hmm. Um, she she finally did end up getting paid, um, but now she's no longer getting any shifts. So like mm-hmm. she's been asking for shifts and stuff, and the woman's been ignoring her. And she's asked other employees for shifts, and the other employees have been instructed that my daughter no longer works there. Well, I, so I she, think... she hasn't been told that she doesn't. She no longer yeah, works there, enough. but yeah. So, so yeah. basically, that she's in limbo right now, and she's still owed tips. She's still owed. I know she still owed some money from some from one or two shifts. And can I ask? Can I ask Amanda prior to this? You know, prior to her not receiving any shifts at all whatsoever, and, and sounds like she hasn't worked in about a month or so. Was she working kind of consistent hours? Shall we say? Was it, was it a kind of regularly set schedule, or or were there other periods where she went without work for you know, so, let's say weeks? No. At a time? So the so the agreement was she'd work full time up until returning to school in January. Mm-hmm. Um, she was off for a few months. She has a endometriosis and she was sick so she had to basically drop out her first semester so she was off for a little while and when she found this job she agreed to work full-time hours until she returned to school and then they agreed that she'd be you know cut back to two or three days a week okay but uh i think i believe that's that's oral mm-hmm. oral agreement that they have and um yeah no she's not getting any more hours or or any uh you know the woman's avoiding her and and I, like she was surprised to learn okay. that she like, you well, know, she said there are people asking who had asked if she would take their shifts, and they were instructed they can't give them to her. I see. They have okay. to figure well, it out. And so they're all being bullied by this woman. They're all students. They're all young. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, they take it. The, 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 the students, they take it. They just move on. But I think if she's owed, she's owed some money, even if it's, you know, $1,000, $500, I think she should get it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and listen, whether... Whether the agreement was was verbal or uh, written, you know, an employee's pay is is pretty much the most fundamental term of, of someone's employment, right? I mean, that's yeah. you know, when when it comes down to it, and and you know, you peel back all the layers. At the end of the day, employees work for an income and 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 uh, you know, for a salary or for a wage, and and without that. Uh, there is no employment relationship, effectively. So, you know, it, it's it's very very clear to me, Amanda, that, that your da- your your daughter has been, and it's you know it's very uh, of topic for our show tonight because this is a constructive dismissal. So, yeah. you know, she wasn't kind of out and out terminated, uh, although she's kind of heard through the grapevine that that's the case. But there's no termination letter. There's no obvious you know there's no termination meeting. But through no. the company's actions, through this this employer's actions. Effectively, her job has has ended, and the employment yeah. relationship has ended. And so, regardless of the fact that she was working part time, or regardless of the fact that she's only been working there for a short amount of time, she is certainly owed severance. Uh, I'm glad you were able to sort out the the outstanding wages uh, issue because that's a fundamental issue, and yeah. uh, and there's no question she's owed some sort of 
compensation. It's simply a question of how much. And, and so what I would suggest, Amanda, is uh, have your daughter contact us uh, off air. John will give you the number uh, or you can contact us on, on her behalf. But ultimately, we, we'd have to speak to your daughter. And let's try yeah. and let's figure out what she's owed and, and what options she has. This isn't an overly complicated situation, Amanda. So I imagine we'll, we'll be able to resolve it uh, relatively quickly. And um, and hopefully she can you know she can move on and and it sounds like this is a difficult employer so hopefully she can move on to to bigger and better things. Perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Amanda, appreciate your call and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. That number, as mentioned by Alex, please write it down and have your daughter call and uh, you as well. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for the remainder of this hour, call just like Amanda did. That's that simple. Get some questions. Get some answers right off the hop before you take it further. It's a good place to start, right? 613-521-TALK is the way to do that. And want to bounce back over to our topic, but uh, I don't want to be uh, would be remiss if we didn't mention pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is a wonderful website to go and get some information by a lot of the things that you'll uh, you'll you'll hear from uh, from Alex on on this show and many others talk about uh, severance pay. You want to find out how much severance you owe. The severance pay calculator is inside pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Are you a contractor? Are you not? Uh, are you off a disability? Is it a human rights violation? Is there a disability law issue? There's all kinds of stuff on there. And again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, absolutely free. It's anonymous. If you choose to carry forth with another conversation, there's a little yellow contact us button at the top, right? If not, shut down the browser. Nobody knows you were ever there. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. I'm going to line up a couple more calls here as we go through, though. This, so being let go from your job without even realizing it, and we talked about this, and we, and we get this all the time, and that is your employer changes the terms of your employment. Uh, your salary goes up or down. They change your location. They change the duties of your job, the hours, stuff like that, right? Yeah, absolutely, John. And, and listen, I just, you know, we just went through with Amanda one of the most yep. obvious kinds of changes to someone's employment, and that's their pay, right? If uh, And the example I gave at the, at the top of the show, which is, you know, an employee's pay basically being cut in half, that's a pretty obvious one. And, you know, an employee being either laid off or an employee not being called into work, not given any shifts, pretty obvious examples. But it's really, really important to also, you know, remind our listeners uh, out there that, you know, constructive dismissals, these kinds of Un, you know, terminations that you may not necessarily realize in the moment can be a little bit, uh, you know, could be a little bit more not complicated, but but a, a little more cynical on the part of the employer. Which and the most common one that we see that's not you know changes to pay is changes to job duties and responsibilities, and it's a it's a relatively big one, John, in the sense that we speak to people every day almost that have been either demoted from their positions or their job is changing in a substantial way. And again, these people have rights. If this is going to be a significant change to the terms of your employment, if you've been a manager for the last several years of your career and you've been promoted in that, into that position for some time, and out of nowhere they're asking you to now be a supervisor or to now change fields completely where you're doing something that's completely out of your wheelhouse, that may very well be a constructive dismissal. An employee needs to address that kind of situation right away. They have rights. They can refuse to accept that position without punishment. Mm-hmm. Or they can leave their employment and get severance. Sometimes that's the better option. And so you, you have to be mindful of the fact that it's not just changes to pay. It's changes to job duties, work locations. You mentioned, uh, John, is another common one that we see. 
And we'll get into a couple of other examples uh, as we continue on in the, in the show. But again, for all employees out there, be mindful of big changes to the terms of your employment. Yeah. Even if they don't have to do with pay, John, they may very well still be a constructive dismissal. We'll continue on with more of those talking points and your phone calls. Frank, I see you there. Stand by. We'll get to you after a short break. Just hang in there with us. Uh, 613-521-TALK is the number to call through Employment Law Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchafero on News Talk 580 CFRA. We are back indeed, and in between the phone calls, continue our chat about being let go from your job without even realizing it, but our callers are always first. Love having them on the air. 613-521-TALK is the number. Frank, as mentioned, thanks for hanging on through the break. Appreciate your patience. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, well, uh, I was just listening to the program, and I myself am going through the same kind of thing uh, with constructive dismissal, and, you know... Uh, in the meantime of you know, being between being unemployed uh, for about a month at least before I finally found a new job where I'm feeling much more appreciated, better pay and everything, and I feel like that there's that there's a higher standard of labor rights uh, in currently what I'm doing uh, as an independent contractor. But uh, I was working in the restaurant business beforehand, and the restaurant business is terribly and, and services is terribly as a it's a terribly low standard of, of respecting labor and employment law, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're dealing with like a, sing, a single chain, uh, a, a single uh, location kind of business. So, um, you know, it, it was stressful in the meantime trying to find another job and trying to keep myself stable. And I, I just did, couldn't really find the time to go to a lawyer, whether or not that going to a lawyer and getting letters sent to their accountant to try to deal with, the, with severance pay, which I did not receive. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm just wondering, like, should I actually go forward with my idea of speaking to a lawyer? Because I think that I've been unfairly treated. Yeah, I appreciate the comments, Frank. And I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think you're correct in the sense that, you know, there are certain industries where for one reason or another, you know, employment standards are more easily disregarded. And, and you know, especially smaller businesses. And I, and I don't want to do a disservice to smaller businesses. There are, you know, to be clear, there are some small businesses that are are exceptionally kind and exceptionally generous to their employees. But unfortunately, there are lots of smaller, medium, and large size businesses that are that treat their employees, um, you know, unfavorable. So I, I take your points there, and I would uh, agree, generally speaking. Now, with respect to your situation, listen, I, I think it's worth a conversation at the very, very least, uh, Frank, because you at least want to know. Uh, you know what your rights are in the situation. You know what you would have, what they would have been. You know since you've moved on, and if you're telling me you went unemployed for uh, a month, you know depending on how at long, least, at, least. at least a month. You know depending on how long you had been with the previous employer and and uh, some other uh, 12 factors. Months, Twelve months, and it was it was like a week before Christmas. Yeah. So you know, I and think it, you would be owed. It was it was simply uh, you know. There was other issues raised, and I'm not saying I was the most perfect employee, mm-hmm. but I stayed on for a month, and I tried to show that I was dedicated and committed to try to stay mm-hmm. and to improve, but with no training offered, no path to remediation offered, uh, you know, being being a minimum wage employee, receiving the smallest amount of tip out, and very gladly, no complaints. I, I, I was very glad to do that, but once I started to get to a certain point of where I'm, I'm trying to rise the ranks here. I'm trying to get some better pay. 
trying to get some better shifts and get a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then it was just very quickly all taken away from me with no path to remediation whatsoever. And it was it, it felt like there was constructive dismissal going on since day one with this manager. And, yeah. uh, you know, even though there were uh, there were certainly there would certainly be examples of where he he did me favors. He pulled through with me and he was understanding in many ways. But I think that he also did the bare minimum to just try to keep me from 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 having any reason to threaten to sue or something. And I don't. I'm not that kind of person, Alex. I, mm-hmm. I just I just hope that we live in a world where an employer is going to hold themselves to these standards, so that I don't have to do that as a minimum wage employee with zero benefits, no severance. Uh, in, income inequality is a very real thing in, in in the world, especially for people of my generation. And, uh, you know, I, I feel the pinch very hard with mm-hmm. zero job security. You know, mm-hmm. I have to pay out-of-pocket dental bills. Uh, my new job, I have to pay out-of-pocket out of gas and, and car insurance expenses, you know, now uh, that I didn't have before. And, you know, because of the, the employment situation uh, the, that ended in December, uh, I had to drop out of school. And, you know, like it, it really, really, really does, I do feel the burn. Yeah, you know, and, I, and, I, and I felt really the pinch today. This, this, the beginning of this week. It, it's we have a, it's tax season. We have a new fiscal year starting. It is very, very hard. I'm just, I'm probably just going to be able to barely make it to to uh, net zero. You know, to break even. I think. Yeah. If yeah. I'm lucky, and that's a terribly, that's a terribly uh, awful thing to happen to to a young man who is more than happy and willing to work. Uh, I'm feeling much more appreciated now in my new job. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, Frank. And and I mean, listen. Like I said, I think you have to explore. Um, you know what happened, and you know at least you need you need some advice. You need a definitive answer on whether uh, this is a constructive dismissal situation or not. And if it is, uh, John, you're going to be owed compensation. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you went a month unemployed, then I think you're looking at at least a month's pay to cover that period of unemployment. And potentially then some, depending on how much you're earning now versus how much you were, you were previously earning. So you know, give us a call, Frank, and and uh, you know, for any other listener out there that's dealing with a similar situation where you feel you're being hard done by by your boss, you feel you're being squeezed, you're put in a position uh, uh, that you don't think is fair. Um, you know, you need to reach out. You need uh, help, and and uh, and it can't wait. It has to happen in the moment. It has to happen then and there. So. Uh, yeah, difficult situation, but uh, you know our, our laws are quite robust, and and uh, there are options out there for employees for sure. Six one three five two one talk is the number to call in. Uh, like everyone else, please do so. You still got some time. We'll get to uh, to Carlton. Uh, thanks for hanging in there, Carlton. How are you? Thank you very much, sir. No very worries. Good. What's up? Sure. Yeah. Yes, I, I I've got a severance package, uh, which I signed a release letter, mm-hmm. and I want to know if I. It's so I should not discuss it with anyone. It's supposed to be confidential. Uh, but I wasn't treated right. My severance package was very, very meager. Mm-hmm. So I want to know if I should discuss it with any of my workers, former workers, when, uh, when if, did, if, if they would take, can take legal action against me. When did this uh, happen, Carlton? So when were you let go from your employment? Uh, uh, a year ago. One year ago, oh, okay, yeah. and you—you're telling me that you signed the release document and you submitted it, obviously, to your employer, and you were—you yes. were paid whatever amount that you were offered. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, you, sorry. Go ahead. But my question is now. Yes. Uh, I, I wasn't treated fairly, and I want to know 
the letter said I should not discuss it with anyone, especially yeah. former workers. Yeah. If I should discuss it with any of them, could they take legal action against me? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, as as you said, in in almost every single severance agreement or or what's often called a, a, a release or a full and final release, which is you know something yeah. that almost every employee will sign when they agree to a reasonable severance package, uh, there is almost always confidentiality language, as as you saw, uh, uh, Carlton, and and you know I do have to say that that uh, you know that that confidentiality language is taken very very seriously. There have been cases. In the past, reported cases that have gone through the courts where employees have broken the terms of that confidentiality uh, and and either disclosed the 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 settlement uh, amount or disclosed some terms of settlement as far as a severance uh, agreement goes, and they haven't they, and they have been punished for it. So you know, I I would have to you know generally speaking, my advice would have to be that you have to be very careful. If you've signed something that says that the terms of the agreement are confidential, you do have to keep them confidential. Uh, Now, oftentimes in those kinds of paragraphs, in those kinds of agreements, there will be exceptions. So you will be able to disclose the terms of settlement to, for example, your financial advisors or to your immediate family is often another exception. But if we're talking about offers to coworkers, then no, I would say as a general rule, you shouldn't be disclosing the terms of your particular settlement to other employees or quite frankly to friends or, you know, the public at large or or anyone else for that matter. So, you know, yeah, I I think you've got to you've got to follow the rules of the agreement, Carlton. I wouldn't uh, I, I wouldn't disclose the terms of your settlement uh, to your coworkers. Now, you know, that said, I'm sure you can say something generally without disclosing the terms of your particular agreement that might give them the heads up. Uh, do you recall, uh, do you recall how much you received as a severance package? Roughly speaking, Carlton, in terms of number of weeks or months? Uh, for a year, one year. One year. Okay. And how long had you been with that company? 33 years. Um, in, in what kind of position, Carlton? Uh, uh, assembly worker. Okay. And do you mind me asking how uh, how old you were at the time? Uh, I was 66. Yeah. So so this is maybe a, a secondary point that I'll make. It's it's not relevant to your situation, Carlton, because you did sign the release and submit it back to the company. But, you know, an employee with, with, with that many years of service, was, which is tremendous. I mean, credit to you for, for having been with the company for so long. But somebody, you know, of your age, uh, you know, with a company for 25 plus years, uh, even as an assembly worker, which is a you know you would consider a kind of standard, uh, a regular position, you you would have been looking at something much closer to you know two years of pay rather than one year of pay. So uh, it, it's a good reminder to all of our uh, listeners out there to make sure you get advice before you sign a severance offer, mm-hmm. before you sign uh, a release. Maybe you didn't know at the time, Carlton, but but yeah. um, you know uh, such is life. Unfortunately, you live in and you learn. And, and again, it's a good. It's a good lesson uh, for all our listeners out there. So thank you very much for calling. Hopefully uh, that and, answers and, your question. Uh, and one more point here. I, Go ahead. I, I got a, a, a re- retirement saving plan. Yes. And, uh, and it's less than what actually. What, what I noticed on my T4 slip, it, it, it stated more on my T4 slip mm-hmm. uh, than what I actually got. And mm-hmm. I, just, I didn't notice that until just recently. That it that I was underpaid um, the, for my um, retirement pension. I see. I, I see. Perhaps uh, uh, 
um, I mean, it sounds like potentially an accounting error or, or something that you maybe should contact uh, the payroll department at the company, uh, Carlton, and see and, and you know, figure out uh, whether there's, it's simply an administrative issue or whether you have actually been underpaid. If you've been underpaid, Carlton, uh, that's definitely something you want to uh, resolve as quickly as possible. Appreciate that call, Carlton. Enjoy the rest of your evening for you as well. Plenty of time. Well, some time to call in anyway. you got some time. 613-521-TALK is the way. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. This is the Employment Law Show. It's on News Talk 580 CFRA. Now back to the Employment Law Show with employment lawyer Alex Luchaferro on News Talk 580 CFRA. Still got a few minutes to call in. If you have your questions, uh, line them up, uh, bring them on. It's 613-521-TALK. That is the number to reach Alex through email help at employmentlawyer.ca. And if you go to the website, employmentlawyer.ca, there's a place for you to catch past radio shows and our... uh, our television show is well. In the meantime, being let go from your job without even realizing it, this one's another big one, pal, and that is you are put on an unpaid, unpaid suspension. That's right, John. And again, another example of, of how an employee could be terminated and, and they don't even know it. And we see this oftentimes in the context of uh, employee discipline and, and uh, investigations, workplace investigations. So um, employers get this wrong a lot of times. Oftentimes what will happen is uh, an employee is accused of having done something uh, at work, some sort of either performance concern or some sort of misconduct, and they're put on an unpaid suspension pending the investigation or pending the results of the investigation. And that is a huge, huge problem for an employer because what you're effectively doing is without even having come to a decision or a determination as to whether this employee has done something wrong at all, without any investigation, without any evidence, without any kind of final decision, you've done what? You've effectively laid this employee off. You've told them to go home while we figure this out. And oh, by the way, we're not going to pay you uh, until we we either call you back to work or make a decision that, that you're terminated. Completely illegal, John. You're not allowed to do that. That is a termination. That's a constructive dismissal. An unpaid suspension is almost always going to lead to severance pay. It's going to lead to the employee being able to say, no, 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 no. Hold on a sec. I'm not just going to sit at home, do nothing and not get paid because you decided that you're going to take your time in figuring this situation out. I'm either out, you owe me severance, or again, call me back to work and I'll keep working and keep getting, getting paid. Um, you know, something that, again, employers get wrong all the time, all the time. Employers out there, if you're going to if you're going to have to investigate an employee's misconduct or an employee's wrongdoing, please make sure you get legal advice before you make any decisions. It's extremely yeah. important. You could be shooting yourself in the foot because, I mean, put yourself in an employer's shoes, uh, John. Imagine this employer actually did something wrong, right? Imagine this employer is guilty right. of some sort of serious misconduct, whatever it may be. We don't need to even, need to even go into examples. Uh, if you put them on an unpaid suspension before you even figure out whether they did something wrong or not, you're uh, you're going to have to pay that employee severance, despite the fact that they right. did something wrong. It's it, it's you're doing it backwards, basically. Investigate first. You would have to pay that employee uh, to send them home and put them on a suspension and keep their pay going during that time. Figure out your situation, decide whether and determine whether they've done something wrong or not, and then make the decision. 
if you if you put them on an unpaid suspension, you're basically doing it backwards. You're letting them go first and then examining and, and investigating the, the misconduct afterwards. Yeah, you've already called them guilty before you found them guilty. It's not uh, it's not right, right? And you've already terminated their employment by sending them home without yeah. pay. That is by way right. of their very actions, John, a termination. And so it's again, it's it's effectively backwards. Being let go from your job without even realizing it, the company you work for, uh oh, it's being sold. What happens then? Yeah, again, another situation where, and, and you know, uh, unsurprisingly, John, we're dealing with this situation, and I'm dealing with this situation personally as as we speak in the context of a sale and a purchase of a business. So when one business is kind of selling to another, um, the way that generally works is that the the purchasing company, the company that is taking over effectively, that company has to yeah. make offers to the employees uh, of the selling company to continue their employment with that company, with the purchaser, with the buyer. Uh, Now, an employee's years of service continue in a transaction like that, so you don't lose all of your years of service because you're getting offered new employment from this buyer company. But it's extremely important that the offer from the purchaser has to be comparable. They cannot make offers of employment that are significantly different to the terms of employment that that employee previously had. If they are significantly different, uh, and hopefully everybody's following along here. So in a situation where mm-hmm. a company is being taken over and the, the purchaser offers up employment to you that is significantly different, maybe it's a different position, right. different pay, a bunch of new terms of employment that you've never seen before, you as an yep. employee have a right to say, no, 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 no. I've been on these terms of employment you know, uh, for the past several years, I'm comfortable with what with my situation now. If you want me to sure. keep working for you, the new company, the purchasing company, I'm happy to do so. But it's going to be on these terms, not on these new terms. Um, and if that, if they reject that offer, if they say no, no, well, you know, if, if you don't sign this particular offer letter, then you're not continuing to work with us. Well, that employee's owed severance, right? It's not a resignation. Right. Lots of companies will say, well, because you didn't accept that new offer of employment, you resigned. No, 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 no. This is not a resignation. This is a termination. And in a situation like uh, like that, don't fall for that trick. Lots of uh, employers will try and say, well, you resigned if you don't accept this new offer. Uh, again, not a resignation. You're owed severance in a situation like that. And oftentimes, by taking that kind of action, you're protecting your severance entitlements. Because oftentimes, what employers will do, what purchasing employers will do, is they will insert language into their employment contracts that restrict an employee's severance entitlements, that limit an employee's severance entitlements. And so you can sign up with that new company uh, you know, on day one, and because you signed that contract, they can let you go the next day, and you're going to be owed a quarter of the severance that you were previously owed. So you know, a, a word of caution for employees out there in the, case of a, in the situation of a purchase and sale of a, of a business, be very, very care- careful about accepting uh, offer letters from purchasing companies. You want to get advice from an employment lawyer in a situation like that. You want to make sure that the terms of employment are comparable. They don't have to be you know, perfectly the same, but they have to be darn near close enough to what you were previously uh, receiving. And, and in a situation like that, you're good to go. Uh, continue working. If that doesn't happen, it's not a resignation. You're certainly owed severance. And in that situation, who pays that severance, the buyer or the seller? Yeah, great question, John. You've obviously been uh, following along all these years. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The selling employee, uh, unless right. unless that employee has actually worked for the new employee, uh, for the right. new employer, for the purchaser, uh, then the selling employer, the selling business would right. owe that employee severance. 
happens lots, uh, uh, John. We see it on a fairly regular basis. There have been a bunch of previous court decisions on the issue, and it's fairly straightforward. And in every single one of those cases, the employee has walked away with the proper severance package. Again, we're talking about being let go from your job without even realizing it. Next one is this. We'll get to uh, probably one or two more. I think we got a couple minutes, and that is your employer won't accommodate your medical restrictions. Yep. Not a good move. Not a good move at, at yeah, all. Man. An employer has the duty that uh, this is not an option for employers, uh, John. This is a very, very strict legal duty uh, to accommodate m- employees' medical circumstances and medical conditions and restrictions to the point of what we call undue hardship, meaning if it's a little bit of a pain or if it's quite you know, quite a pain to have to accommodate an employee, too bad. You've got to do it as an employer. Uh, you know, If it causes significant and substantial disruption to your work, well, then potentially then you know, there, there's an option and, and uh, there's an out. You don't necessarily have to accommodate every single possible restriction that would cause the company, uh, you know, significant disruption. Uh, but in almost every single case, that employer is going to have to accommodate. And, and here's the lesson for employees. If an employer is not accommodating you, if you're trying to come back to work and maybe you're trying to come back on a part-time schedule or maybe you're trying to come back with with some restrictions about what you can and can't do and your employer says no or your employer says, sorry, we need you back to work 100% fit or we need you back to work on X, Y, and Z terms, that is potentially a constructive dismissal. An employer is not allowed to have their say about what you can can and cannot do at work. They're not allowed to tell you or tell your doctor what you can and cannot do and when you can uh, or, or, or not come back to work. That's up to your doctor uh, to say. And if an employer refuses to play ball in a situation like that, you will be allowed to claim constructive dismissal and leave and obtain a severance package. You probably do want to do that, John, in a situation yeah. like that because if, you're, if you know that your employer is being unreasonable about your medical condition and your medical restrictions – I mean, how much trust can you have in an employer like that that's not even willing to be reasonable and, and willing to accommodate you in your worst of times? Um, you know, th- that's effectively a bad employer. And so why would you want to continue your employment with that company? Company, It's better to just leave, get the proper severance that you're owed, and find work elsewhere and find work, you know, as Frank, Frank said earlier in the episode, find an employer that is going to treat you well and is going to yeah. have considerations to those kinds of issues. So... Don't just sit on just sit at home because your employer told you to stay home with your medical uh, situation. Speak to your doctor. You know, get your doctor's opinion on what you can and can't do. And if your employer refuses to have you back, contact an employment lawyer. Give us a call, and we'll be able to resolve the situation for you. Done for another day, pal. Good stuff. You want to reach out, get a hold of Alex and Leora, the rest of the team at the firm. Easy one eight five five eight two one. 5900 got the email option of help at employmentlawyer.ca employmentlawyer.ca the website the place to go for past tv shows and even before you make that phone call you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for a ton of great information there as well we'll catch you next time employment law show news talk 580 cfra